Oh, nice. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you so much, Jesse. The whole family. <laughs> oh, amazing. Are we ready yet? <laughs> we just started streaming. It's a minute till. So anybody here got dropped from FaceTime and all that kind of stuff? No one got banned? Oh, you got to be nice. So what now? My daughter Ben. Oh, she did? Yeah. Who did? Oh, you did? And why? I don't know. They just, I, even, I don't even have a channel. So they just comment. <laughs> 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 I just follow. I going to point you are uh, we're live. good morning welcome to church i am destiny peterson you could go to our youtube channel chat line and i can respond to some of your questions and comments good morning y'all good morning. how's everybody good morning. amazing any questions or comments before i get rolling here no everybody doing fine well we could just do the offering and go home <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the church is for the sick people, not the heal. No, it's for everybody. Um, so let me ask, um, what does America look like to you now, the world? Like everything has totally changed. And um, <clears throat> I often wonder, what does that look like to the average person? What does it look like to you? Yes, sir. How does it look to you now? Like it's got uh, hands over its neck. So what now? Like someone's choking it. Amazing. How about how about you, Margaret? What does it look like to you now? It looks kind of. It looks kind of scary. It looks scary. I, yes. <coughs> In what way? Well, it's like these people don't know what they're doing, and. A lot of people are going to have to pay. Are you afraid? No, not really. You're not afraid? Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Oh, you will be later? Pardon? You will later become Maybe. afraid? You know, it all depends. You yeah. Know. It really has changed. Let me ask the young lady right behind you. How does it look to you? It's like, it's, it feels very uncertain. It's really hard to know what's going to happen next. Yeah, it's like, it feels very chaotic. It does? Yeah. yeah. Are you happy to be alive during these times? Yeah, <coughs> I am, yeah. You are? Yeah. And, and why? I feel like we're going to have a chance to like change a lot of things in the next few decades. Right. It's nice to be young enough that I can still like have an impact in, like, you know, ha- in the direction things are going to go. Right on. Nice. Let me ask right here. How does the world look to you today? Pretty uncomfortable. I mean, you can't really talk to family members, um, friends. It's it's speaking to the mic for me. Very uncomfortable. You can't talk to family members and friends, or friends, and why not? Their views are completely different from mine, yeah. and they they want to argue with me every time I have a conversation. 
So. And how do you deal with that? Um, I just try to, you know, divert the conversation to something else and, I don't know, pray on it. And you don't like, you don't want to argue with them? No. <laughs> uh, and why not? Um, I feel like it's a waste of my time. Absolutely. And so do they, do they start the conversation or you? It's always my mother. Absolutely, uh, it's always her. Oh, it is? Yeah. And it's hard to deal with her? Uh, I'd say so. I'd say Have so. you forgiven? Is this your first time here? This is my first time here. Really? Yes. What's your name? My name is Joanna. You, Joanna? Joanna. 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 Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Thank and you. So, Thank you very much. Um, have you forgiven her? I have, yes. You went to her? Uh, I, I can't <sighs> say I've officially gone to her. And, and well, you had, haven't forgiven her. You're right, you're right. But why do you think you have? Why did you say, yes, I have, but you haven't gone to her and forgiven her? Uh, <laughs> I haven't forgiven her for maybe <clears throat> feeling, you know, having her opposing views and, and kind of shutting me down. But I've forgiven her for um, our relationship in the past. So for this particular issue, I haven't. Oh, okay. It's kind of hard to release. And so, but you've gone to her and say, I'm sorry for hating you. What would you have done? Absolutely, yes. And how does she respond to that? Um, I think she apologized too. She apologized too. Are you still living with her? No. Oh, good. Well, you don't need her. No. Right? No. I'm 37. So what now? I said, I'm 37, so I'm a, you That's know, right. I'm on my own. So you're a 37 female living on your own, doing your own thing, right? Yes. I know 50, 40, and 60-year-old men still live with mama. Yeah. Are you looking for a husband? I, 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 I am. <laughs> <laughs> we can get some of these mama boys to come live with me. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Any questions for me? But I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. <laughs> How did you find us? Uh, I've been listening to you on YouTube for maybe about a year now, and I, I actually was watching last night, and I said, you know what? I think I had heard the, the gentleman with, that said he's coming with his family. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Let me go. I live in Los Angeles. What's wrong with me, you know? That's right. Yeah. Um, good. Well, I'm glad you're here. So when you first heard me, what was your first thought, if you could remember? <laughs> and you could be honest. We're friendly here. Um, you know, it, it, I had to listen. I had to take some time to listen. Right. You know, maybe at first there were a couple of things that may have thrown me to the left, but, you know. You like s- what? Can you, can you know, you? I, I can't recall. Oh, okay. You know, maybe it was something silly. Maybe it wasn't even something that was um, so big of an issue. But, you know, I just, I think, I, I don't know. For me personally, um, I haven't had a father in my life, so I've been drawn recently to just listening to men. And um, I, I'm happy that I'm finding people like you, and um, thank you. What is, you're welcome. What is it like not to have a father in your life for you? Um, geez, uh, it's been pretty terrible, I'd say. Yeah. It's been pretty terrible. Um, actually, my father was, was murdered in Los Angeles in 1989. Um, on Wilshire Boulevard, so like right around the corner, and um, I moved here um, as an adult when I was 25, even though, you know, I'd been back and forth when he lived here in Los Angeles, 
but it's just weird to be here in the city uh, where he was, where his life was taken. Yeah. But I need it too. I feel like I need, I need this experience. Yeah, amazing. Are you doing the silent prayer? I haven't. I haven't begun. You, you had said so don't, <laughs> don't start yet until you're you're not ready. So I want to. I want to Want to be ready. It's best not to do it if you're not ready. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Um, when I think about the world today, it looked nothing like what it used to look like to me. I never imagined that America could become this way. I thought we would be getting better and better and better through life. I never, I don't even understand why anyone want, would want to destroy America. It's so nice for everybody where it was. And so I never imagined that one day there would be people who were afraid because there are people who are literally scared. Christians who are afraid. Um, when you walk outside now, it looked like a ghetto. I never imagined L.A. looking like a ghetto. It was so beautiful when I got here. And it's just amazing to see that. But I understand it's good versus evil. And what they have done is destroy Christianity by destroying the man. So we got to get it back. We can get it back. And uh, it's an amazing time to be alive. If ever there were a time to be alive, it's now. It really is. And so we're going to have some fun. It's going to be a bumpy ride. But, you know, Christ said he came to divide, not to unite. And so it's happening right now. If ever we've been divided, it's right now, right down the middle. And I've never seen one person go through so much as Donald Trump has had to deal with. He is one of the, probably the most hated man on, more than Hitler, I think. <laughs> he is, I've never seen anyone that just hated one man and so many people going after him and people turning on him, his friends. His, and I would love to interview him just to hear his thoughts about all this. But he seemed to be dealing with it well. And so he's a perfect example. The only other person I've read about that have had to deal with stuff like this was Jesus Christ. And remember how the world turned on Jesus? Yeah. But if you pay attention to, to the president, you would see wh- how people really are and that you really have no friends. You're really all by yourself. You don't have family members. You don't have friends. You just have people around you that cannot be trusted. And I've said over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, you cannot trust an angry person because it's all about the ego. And eventually they will turn on you. It will happen. Just know that. I don't care if it's your daddy, your mama, your brother, your sister. Anyone who has anger will turn on you. And they only like you as long as you're what they imagine you are. But if they see that you're not that, it's gone. I'm looking at the people who are turning on this man that work with him. But it happened to all of us in our little lives. And so I want to encourage you to deal with this little stuff in a perfect way. Because your life will change. You have no idea what's coming for you, right? And if you don't learn how to deal with these little things, big things will destroy you. 
you won't be ready. It's like building a house. You start from the bottom up. So y'all got to stop whining, stop whimping, and get ready. I never imagined in my life that I remember when I first moved to L.A., I was doing all kinds of things, right? And at that time, they didn't have all these video cameras and things like that. They had normal cameras where you could see if somebody was taking your picture or not. And <laughs> now you can people be taking your picture, you don't even know it. And you turn on the net, there you are. Like, what the? <laughs> Nick, and <I> was, <laughs> Nick and I went down to, um, where did we go recently? Texas. Texas, yeah. See, I forgot. And we were in the car. I'm looking around, he's filming that. I'm like, why are you filming me? Well, I want to make a, what does he call that? A log. I don't need a log. (laughs) Why do you want someone to know where you are all the time? That doesn't even make sense. You have to be on an ego trip to want someone to know where you are at all times. Suppose they want to rob your house. And so he said, all right, I won't put it up until after we get back. (laughs) But it doesn't make sense, but that's the way the world is today. That's a a bad thing, but that's the way it is. So you got to learn to endure. Another thing, I've been doing this work for 30 years now. And come February, if the look, there he is, the little traitor. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I was counseled with people around the world, and I have heard horrible things. I had no idea Satan was this busy. You know, I thought my life was hard at times, but it's easy. I don't like to compare, but it's easy. And but people are going through horrible things, horrible suffering, and it's just interesting how busy Satan is. And so what I want to warn you of, you know how in the fallen state when you turn away from the Father, you're in a fallen state, and so you're insecure, you have doubt, you have fear, you smoke pot, you do all kind of weird stuff, right? Everybody on earth. I was thinking about this. How many, this is a little uh, nasty, what I'm about to say. So get ready. (laughs) How many of you have to take a dump? You know what a dump is? (laughs) I mean, let me do it this way. Who here don't have never taken a dump? (laughs) Everybody taking a dump, right? I'm making a point. <laughs> and and <laughs> likewise with sin, everybody born into sin. So that means that everybody is into something. Right? You might not know about it. But everybody is into something. But when people oh and then people go after you when they find out you're a drug addict or whatever, right? They go after you. Like they don't have a, they never taken a dump. Is that the point? <laughs> Does that make sense what I'm saying? 
so why would one dumper go after another dumper when they find out you take a dump? <laughs> that makes sense? And people do People have done horrible things to other folks when they found out that you took a dump. I'll be like, how does, why, you have to be evil to find out that someone else took a dump and you go and try to hurt them with that information. You have to be pure evil. You turn on them. And this is happening with families. Father and mother do it to one another. Mothers do it to their children. Children do it to their mothers. Husband and wife do it to one another. Friends, so-called friends do it to one. It's not just every now and then, right? Anyone who has anger, if you go and tell them you took a dump, they'll tell it. <laughs> they'll, you, they'll act like it's all nice. Oh, that's nice, you took a dump. <laughs> no. They'll act like it's nice, but as soon as they get angry at you, it becomes a bad dump. <laughs> a bad one. At first, it was a nice one. Okay. <laughs> the dump ain't the same. Am I making the point? <laughs> And so my thing for my advice for you guys today, and ladies, stop telling people your business. Really, don't tell them your fallen state stuff. And this has been happening over the years. I've seen people go on Oprah show and other, and they get up and expose themselves. And then now they're being judged for the rest of their lives. Stop telling people your problems. They will turn on you. Really, they will. And it's abnormal anyway to go around telling people your problems. They can't do anything about it. Even when I counsel with people and they tell me that stuff, they go in one ear and out the other because there's nothing I can do about it, but I point them to the source that can help them with it. And that is God in us. No, If you're a dope addict, there's not one person on earth who could stop you from being a dope addict. Not one. No matter what your your fallen state issue is, you better stop telling people because your life is subject to change and they're not going to like that. I don't know where that came from. When I was growing up, I've never heard of people telling other people their business. You know, their dump business. The old people would say, pray about it, go to God with it. Or if there was one elderly person you can trust and talk about it and even that person would tell you hey only God can help you just think about it nobody can do anything about your problems am I wrong so why are you telling all your business to people they're just going to destroy you with it or try they seem like a friend or a family member it's not real they have anger go to God and he will work it out he really will. Yes, sure. That that's interesting. You say that because um, you've been talking about en- enduring. Yes. And I noticed that when something happens, I want to call somebody and tell them about. It. Like, ah. but I also notice or realize that enduring just doesn't mean like, oh, I'm having this hardship. It means like keeping yourself to yourself. Yes. Like, you know, like just kind of like enduring through like this person really, I, I, 
don't really like this person, or why am I angry? Instead of saying, well, she did this, and da 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 da, and all that petty stuff, you just kind of, you, you just keep it to yourself and just That's deep. endure it. That's right. So it means endure. more than just hardship. It means kind of keeping all that stuff. And, and have a, an amazing attitude about, that's powerful, that is so true, and have an amazing attitude about enduring. Then you overcome it, because it's all spiritual. And there is nothing that anyone else can do about it. Really nothing. So start to endure. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, Jesse, uh, you were, uh, I wanted to ask you, you've been around for a long time. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> I haven't been around that no, long. No disrespect. No disrespect. Um, so you were. You yeah, were, like I'm older than Methuselah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking before, you were talking about someone that's addicted to drugs. I'm just kind of curious as to like, you know, you've been around in America for a long time. Like growing up. Did you see a lot of that or like around what time in America did it start to become like an evident like, oh, like, like, cause you know, I know like back in the day people probably just smoked weed or whatever. Like when did you personally start to see like the drug epidemic like, like come to a, um, a big issue? I in guess America? over the last 20 something years when I really start to mm. see it. When I was growing up, I didn't see it at all. Mm. I knew maybe one or two people who were so-called alcoholics, but I didn't know any drug addicts or anything like that at all. And when I came to L.A. is when I discovered pot. They didn't even have pot in my town. So and, like 50s and, and so, 60s, there was nothing. There, it wasn't as bad. No, not so, that I was aware. Yeah. So it wasn't until maybe you think around like 1990 was when it started on the rise. Yes. Before that was like nothing. It, it wasn't that apparent. Mm. As far as I know, none of my friends were doing it, or I didn't know anybody when I traveled around. I didn't see it. But everybody doing it now. Mm. Everybody and their mama. Because people have lost control of themselves. They're not in control of themselves. So about the 90s, I guess. Is there anything that, you ha that you've seen personally in your life since growing up and then around that time that... Um, you think that as a uh, in America that has caused that? You think it's the destruction of the family? One hundred percent. And that's what destruction caused of the family, turn away from God, mm -hmm. and the brainwashing that's taking place in the educational system. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. 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 Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Any other question? Or anything? Um, so stop telling your stuff. Stop right now. Because your life, oh, I was going to tell you what I was, so when I moved out here, I went to L.A. City College for one year, and everybody know why I went to college, right? Right, I was not looking for education. <laughs> I was looking for a white girl. Isn't that crazy? And then I heard you could get one in college. <laughs> And so I went almost a year, but once I got the white girl, I was done with school. And that's not, that was my education. <laughs> and then called me because I went to a junior college. But uh, so stop it. Oh, so when I was moved out here, I was partying. I smoked a little pot. But the pot was like the real pot. It wasn't like this pot today. 
It didn't get you so high I want to kill you. <laughs> Today's pot, all you pot here is not normal. It, it's not. The order is, you can smell the order from downtown to L, up here West L.A. right now. <laughs> you can be, honestly, I have been driving on the freeway. <clears throat> and it's a traffic light, I mean heavy. You can smell pot all around coming from different cars and things. It's bad. It's, it smells like chemical. It's not, it's not normal. But anyway, when I was doing all those things, and if I went to a party or something, so someone was taking pictures, I would never take a picture. Because I knew my life would change at some point. I didn't know how or anything. But I'm like, I don't want any pictures. And when I moved out here, I never wrote a letter to my girlfriend or anyone. I've never written a letter. Because people hold on to letters. And I'm like, I'm not that crazy. But now you got to go online and put all your little fallen state business online. What's wrong with you? Where's common sense? Y'all don't want to tell me? <clears throat> Where's common sense? Look like common sense would say, no, don't put that online. It's going to be there forever. And your life will change. The first time you want to run for us, school superintendent or police or whatever, they're going to pull all that up because your enemy is going to try to stop you. All right? Yes, sir? You smoke pot? Back, I did it for a minute. Where's Jesse now? What? Where's Jesse now? What that mean? <laughs> it means you're all right. You but it wasn't like the pot today. But you're not a pot expert. You don't know that. Oh, I, that pot smell. So you they, don't have, where are my experts? They grow everything better. <laughs> everything has grown better now that I guess they know how uh, to. Uh-uh. It's a wrong the pot. And if you tell people your opinion on pot, you're just going to be, be a leader of potheads because you're telling them what to think about pot. No, they just, I tell them to smoke it if they want. Okay. Well, I don't hear that very much. How often. many people here smoke pot? Is, is it something weird about it? Yeah. It's different today than when I was growing up, like yeah. in the 90s. So you smoked it in the 90s? A little bit. And what's the difference today oh, God. as opposed to then? Yeah, it's, it's stronger. It's tested. You know what you're getting. Um, in the past, you'd, you'd get what you get. You know, it could be dirt. But today, I mean, the premium stuff is just beyond anything I ever had growing up. Yeah. And I think... Me I think because they legalized it, and so it's about the money now. So they have to make it stronger to make you higher, so you want more. Yes, sir. Just to rebuttal what this man just said about um, you pretty <coughs> much convincing people that pot is bad. Actually, back in the day, um, pot used to be natural, like the, the way it, it was grown naturally on the planet. What we have done over the years is uh, they have actually manipulated the growing system within the plant to make it to enhance the strongness in it. Yeah. So then you have a different, you have like what, uh, you'll have a different flavor, um, you'll have a different high off of it, or maybe it will be it'll be better if you grow it into bakery goods or whatever the heck, whatever that is. But um, the whole main thing is that nobody's going out to the woods and growing the wood, um, growing their marijuana in the woods. They're growing it in a lab so they can control it, so they can uh, manipulate the environment, so it can grow better. That makes sure. sense. It smells like rat poison. <laughs> Doesn't it like smell like rat poison? Like it can kill you. Really? Whatever. You, do you smoke pot? 
Oh, okay. That's why. But, uh, and I'm not telling you guys not to smoke it, but I'm saying it's not normal. It's something wrong with the pot. But you can, stop talking to me, hold on. So you can keep up with it, you can do it if you want, but it's not normal. Really, something's been added to the pot. And it's because of the money and everybody growing it now, and they have fields of pots out at Riverside. I know people who grow pot. They make a buku money. So, but do what you want with it. But I encourage you to start thinking for yourself about it, what you're doing. You gotta use your own common sense. Alright, so if you wanna do it, do it. It's alright. Um, <clears throat> so last week we talked about loving your neighbor. <clears throat> What's wrong with my throat? Pot, I need a joint. I want to find out what does it mean to love your neighbor? Who want to tell me? Right here. Have you thought about that? You know, love God with all your heart, soul, and might, and love your neighbor as yourself? To wish them well. And what does that mean? Uh, to have their best interests in mind, uh, health, welfare, mental well-being, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, Do you I think... Love- also, to be able to give give out a helping hand if you can, you see that uh, maybe they're struggling with something. Uh, if you could, if it if it if it's in your means to be able to help them out, then do so. Yeah, like amazing, nice. Let me ask you, young lady, way in the corner. Have you ever thought about? And this is your first time here, right? Yes. What's your name? Mathilde. Welcome. Thank you. Um, how did you find out about us? Through him. Who is him? Julio. Oh, that's your friend? That's my boyfriend, you should say. Oh, that's your boyfriend? Yes. Really? Yeah. And you call him him? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, is he an alpha or beta? Ooh. I, I, I would say after starting watching you, it, he's becoming more of an alpha. Right. But before that, he was a beta? Yes. And I, what did you think about being with a guy as a beta? But I didn't really look at it like that. I mean, we we had our disagreements. He would Some things he would say, and then I would always be like, okay, but I think we should do it like this. And it was always, I guess we could say, I would always say my way, my way was the right way. And But sometimes you I'd give in. You Most of the time, way, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's the ego. And why did you think, at the time, why did you think your way was the right way? Because he procrastinated about doing a lot of things, and I felt like, you know, I'm just do it now and get it over with instead of just, I guess, waiting when the right time was. So I was more, and I want to do it now, so then we just get it out of the way, and then I don't have to worry about it anymore. Amazing. And so how is it now? Better, are you, are better. you overcoming that as well? Um, are you a beta girl? Yes, what? yes. She's doing like this. Yes, yes, yes. You a beta girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning, I'm learning. I'm and learning. Wh- um, you learning what? That, like you said, you know, the man of the house leads, and I'm supposed to, you know, follow, follow him. Right. And... We're getting there. It's a process, but we're learning. And, and what's the process? 
like you say on your show, God over men, men over women, women over kids. Right. So we're, we're working on that. I do have prideful and very prideful and have a big ego the way I was raised. Yeah. So we're working on that. I'm trying to do better for us and for our kids. Oh, you guys have kids? Are you guys living together too? Yeah. How many kids you have? We have two and one on the way. What? Uh, yeah. It's been 11 years together. We're, wow. Yes. And why haven't you gotten married? I don't know. I mean, I always, in the beginning, it was always, I wanted, I guess, I always said, I didn't want to get married. I think just because growing up, my parents were separated. And even though I, it's one of those where when you see other people, you know, they're married, they have their mom and dad together. Yeah. I think sometimes we get, feel a little bit of jealousy about it. Like, oh, I wish I had that. But it was tough. I mean, I grew up outside of the country and my dad was here. So after a while, I think it just went with the flow. But I always said no. And then it just never came came up, we talked about it, and then we dismissed it, so we just left that like that. And so you guys have been living together for 10 years? 11, yes. 11 years? Yes. And you keep, you say to yourself, hey, I don't want to get, I don't want to be married, I just want to live together and have kids. We, I mean, I do <laughs> want to get married, but I, I feel like it's something, I don't want to pre-pressure, peer pressure, not saying, I don't, we don't really talk about it, but I want him to do it when he wants to, when he's ready, or when we're ready. But if you're willing to live with him, have babies with him, and then, you, yeah, yeah. he's never going to be ready. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Women have to draw a line. And if you want to do it the right way, you have to be that way so that a man can't take advantage of you. True. That makes sense? Yes. And why don't you draw that line for yourself? I think maybe because we're living together for that long, so it just feel like comfortable and like as if, we're already married. It just doesn't have a ring to prove anything. Even I mean, I always felt like you don't need a ring to, to prove anything or to say, oh, I'm married. I think once you move in with somebody and you're in a relationship and I guess it's serious, then you're committing to somebody and kind of follows up with um, Are you a Christian? I like to say yes. You would like to say yes, yeah, but it wouldn't be true. I don't want to. <laughs> what do I mean? I like to say. I mean, yes. I believe in God and all of that, and you, I want to try to do better. And so, like, not having a ring and not doing it the right way, you think God is that God's plan for you? No. And so, who is more important, God or the world, telling you to do it this other way? God, because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for it, Him. Yeah. So why not do it His way rather than doing it the wrong way and making them excuses? I'm learning now, so we're trying. So we're working on it. Nice. Yes. The one thing about being married under the umbrella of God, you have someone to help you through the rough times. You know, because you've got to have rough times, especially when you're married. You're going to disagree. Things are going to happen. And God can help you. But if you're not married, he cannot help you. I think, Satan is your daddy. I, I think it's the growing up and knowing, you know, seeing my parents wasn't married, they were separated, so yeah. I felt like, you know, and then my dad got somebody else, and they lived together for a while, and it just made it seem like everything was okay, so yeah. I didn't feel the need that, you know, you need to be married, but we're, we're learning, we're Right on. Um, interesting. So what does it mean to love your, oh, I do want to say this to everybody. 
and I had to learn the hard way from this myself, but it is absolutely important that you don't have sex before you get married. I've heard you say that a lot lately that I've, since I started watching your show. Yeah, does that make sense? It does. Because when you have sex before you get married, you get married in hell. If you should get married, right? And all you're going to ever catch is hell. There is a standard that was <clears throat> ordered by God, and we have to follow that. Otherwise, we will suffer. And so the problem is you've been having sex, you have kids. What's going to happen? Can you change? Isn't there like say, a chance that things could get better and it would change? Oh. You, try, you could do better like, in the God's way? Absolutely. Because of his mercy, we can do better. We, he loves us. And so the moment we admit we are wrong and don't blame anyone else for it as adults, then he will forgive us. It will turn around. But I think you guys should start working on that. Yes, we have. Since we started watching you, he, yeah. he's one who sends me. He sends me your videos every day in the morning. Oh, Jesse's on. Jesse's on. Okay, he sends me the link. And <laughs> I've been watching. You're like, what the? In the beginning, I thought you were really funny. And some things I'm like, okay, okay. But then I started listening. I'm like, oh, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Did you think I hated women at first? Not that you hated women, I just was he, like, he's like yeah. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no, like, I, at first I said, okay, okay. I was like, why does he say women don't love, like, we don't love our children, you know? I always, I took it like, yes, we do. I mean, I get it, okay, where mothers were supposed to be there for our kids, cater to them and stuff like that. But I'm like, I think we do. But you then still I started think listening. So? Um, you think mothers love their children? I mean, I would say, speaking for myself, I love my kids. And, I, and where do you get the love from that you give to your kids or you love your kids with? I think it's just something that's a feeling you get it's inside you. You just... Oh, and so you think love is a feeling? I know you was going to ask me that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I so, know you was going to ask me that. Yeah. I want to know who love is. <laughs> I mean, you, could, I you have to you learn to how to love me. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So you think love is a feeling? I would, yes, I'd say yes. I guess. And where does that feeling come from? From your heart. From your heart? Yes. And what do you, what do you mean by that? Um, I think it's one of those, like, how can I explain it? I know he was going to put me on the spot. I told him I was going to get No, it. it's not on the spot. It, we, this is just fellowship. <clears throat> we all go, uh, are overcoming the same thing. So this is fellowship. I don't know. It's, I think it's, it's Do you want to talk about it or hard. you don't? No, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, okay. It's okay. I think it's hard for me to really explain. I mean, like I said, I feel like I love my kids. You know, it's, it's a different love than... You know, seeing somebody, not saying I don't love everybody, seeing somebody else, a stranger or something, you know, since he's my kid, I think I feel like I'm always, I want to protect him. I want to be there. I want to show him my care. Other than, you know, I see you, okay? I, I'll help you if you need help, um, things like that, or I'm there. But but I'm, you don't know where that feeling of love come from. Comes I know from. from God, you know, God's the one who shows us how to love. You said that is from God? Love comes from God. But how about the mother's love? Is that from God? I heard you say it a lot. It's from Satan. You know, women are <laughs> evil, so. <laughs> but what do you think? 
I think you're right. Sometimes you, a lot of like listening to you, a lot of the things you say, I'm like, yeah, I agree. I agree. I just never looked at it like that or never had anybody explain or show me right. the That's way the you explain it. Yeah. yeah. That's what our parents are supposed to do, be an example of that. Yes. Um, and so do you think God gave you that emotional love that you have? He gave it to you? No. So who do you, who, not because of what I, you, you've heard me say, but what do you say, what do you, who give you that kind of love? I think it's just things from this earth. From this earth? Yes. Like the pot? Yeah. You yes. You a pot? I used to. What the? I used to, yes. No wonder you live with him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized that you don't need to smoke pot to have fun or to have a good time. Yeah, things right. like that. So I stopped drinking. I stopped smoking. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And so you think God give you emotional love? I, I, I thought like that, yes. But now I'm seeing to see the other side, and it's a lot different, and starting to understand things more. Yeah. And as we can say, have an open-minded to see different things going around. Nice. Yes. And so um, where does that love, mama's love come from? Hmm. Don't you I don't know? know. I don't I'm know. not a, a Black Lives Matter person, <laughs> so you can be honest with me. Right? I don't know. <laughs> We're fellowshipping. Never We're, thought about it. Yeah. Never thought about it like that. It's, but when you heard me say mothers don't have love, you thought this guy's crazy. I got love. At first, yes. I was like, how are you going to tell me that I don't love my kids? I mean, I carry them for nine months. I went through, let's say, went through the pain to have them, stuff like that. So it just felt I'm. I mean, I'm there trying to be there for, for them every day and do what mother's supposed to do. It's a All responsibility. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, did you ask your boyfriend, if I don't have love, what, where is this stuff coming from that I'm feeling? Have you talked to him about it? No, we, he works a lot, and I work too sometimes. So uh. when we do have the time to talk, he'll show me videos, we'll talk, and he'll explain or give his two senses, and I'm like, oh, okay, things right. like that. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? No, she's in another country. I do talk to her. I, like I told him, I, I haven't forgiven my father either. So I feel like I have reasons to forgive my father, but I don't see any reasons that I have to forgive my mom. Oh, I mean, you don't? I grew up with my dad. Like I, I left when I was very little to come live here with my dad. So. Right. That's great. And I have my dad's personality. Good. And so uh, there are things you resent him for? Yes. And why have, is he still here? He's here. Why have you gone to him already? I don't know if it's because I'm afraid to maybe say things to him he's going to be disappointed for. He's going to be what? Disappointed. Or if it's, it's fear. Put it that way. It's fear. Fear that he might be disappointed? Yes. Or... I don't want to hurt his feelings, too. I think that's what it is. I'm worried about how he feels about what I have to say. Yeah. But I've been given some thoughts, and there is a lot of, th- a lot of things I do have to say and right. forgive him for. I have been given a thought. Once you forgive your father, then you would know what love is. You really will know. And I can tell you without a doubt, it's not emotions. It, God is not about emotions at all. And so once you forgive your father and your mother, if, unless you say there's nothing there, right? Why did you leave your mother and go to your father, if it's not personal? My dad came here. I'm 
from Cape Verde to island on the west coast of Africa. So at the time... You're from it, Africa? Yes. Are you black or white? <laughs> what the? I know. I get that a lot. I get that a lot. I get you're Hispanic or something. But yes, I'm African. But I came here when Are I was... Are you mixed with something? No. Why you look white? I don't know. My, my mom's skin color... Are you like a black African? Well, I mean, my skin I mean, color. Like my skin mother. color is not black, but I am from Africa. I was really? born there. My dad's from Angola. I don't know if you know the country. Your parents Angola, are black. Africa. Yes, and my mom's That's from amazing. the islands called Cape. <laughs> my mom looks like what? she's she's white. If you see her, I thought Hispanic too. My mom's very light skin, and my dad's. A little darker than you, so I think that's why. Well, he black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blacker yes. than Ace of Spades. But I came here when I was really wow. little. So, so two dark people produce you? Yes, yes, yep. What the? Yep. I don't know how that happened, but they made it happen. <laughs> wow. Yes. Okay. And so, but so you're close to your mother? I was. I mean, I came here when I was 10. Um, I was, I mean, my dad was here. He came here when I was three years old, you know, as back home as you come here to get a better life and right. stuff like that. So I came here when I was 10. Um, like I tell him, I don't really hold a lot of grudges to my mom or anything because right. I feel like she, when my dad wanted me to come here, she didn't, you know, hesitate or anything yeah. like that. She goes, you know, go with your father. You need right a better on. life. And yeah, that's. Well, forgive your father so you can overcome that mama's love. Because mama's love will destroy you. Yes. It's not from God. It's straight out of hell. As a matter of fact, when you wake up, when you overcome that fallen state, the one thing that he will do is cause you to become dispassionate. You won't be so into all that passion stuff, and your life will be amazing. Okay. He's going to give you peace, but he will take that emotional stuff away. Mm-hmm. That comes from anger. I know. That's come from the fallen state. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. Are you doing the silent prayer? I've tried it a few times, and like you said, it, it seems like something is attacking you, and it's, I think, for me, it was very hard, and I feel <clears throat> like I want to forgive first before I really do it. <laughs> before Satan comes out of you? <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I feel like he does. Sometimes I lose it, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, wait, 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 slow down. Like, I catch myself, especially now, and then I'm like, Damn, Jesse was right. See? Yes. Did yes. you say, damn, Jesse's right? Uh, Millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I want to add to what you said. Sometimes when you do the silent prayer, weird things will happen. You'll feel like the devil want to come out or like you want to throw up or scary things, right? Especially when you get older, because as you're getting older, and you're not forgiven, Satan is growing inside of you. This thing is, this spirit is making a home, it's becoming an adult too. And so once the light shines on it, he doesn't want to leave. So weird things might happen to some people. And if it does, just sit there and go through it. Allow yourself to go through it. Don't run from it because God is working on your behalf. The light is shining on it and it can't handle the light. So you will, once it's out, you feel free. But you're not, like, dying or anything. Your ego is dying. So don't be afraid. Just be still and let yourself go through it. That makes sense? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Amazing. So go and forgive your father. And don't let Satan tell you what he will or will not do. He's lying to you. 
have a way to see attitude. And Dad, I'm sorry for hating you for whatever, right? Yes. And God will forgive you. But don't let the devil talk you out of it. And do the silent prayer and allow yourself to go through whatever happened while you're there. Yes, thank you. All right. Any questions? No. Any other disagreements? No. <coughs> I, like, I enjoy watching your show. I watch it when I'm at home because I work from home sometimes with my son. And we all listen. And then he, he loves your it's amazing. Amazing. Yes, and he likes Joel. He likes his song. So he liked Joel too. Yeah. Be black. <laughs> How yes. old are you? Eight years old. You're eight, and you like amazing. Mm-hmm. Let me hear you say it. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And is Joel in this room right now? Yes. Do you see him? Where is he? <laughs> he black. <laughs> he black. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm glad you're here, buddy. Right on. Thanks. Right on. Um, why don't you marry her? The father, yeah. What's your first name again? I'm sorry. Mine? Yeah. Uh, my name is Julio. Julio. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, the reason why we haven't actually gotten married when I wanted to bring it up to her was uh, she said that we're not financially in the right position to make these things happen. So um, we kind of just held it off for a little bit. And this was way before I even got to know who you were. I thought I knew the Bible. I was a Bible thumper, as you would call it. <laughs> but um, I realized that I could read the Bible, like you said, to the cows come home, and you will have Satan interpret it for you. So yeah. I just thought I, I had it. You know, I just thought I was like, oh, no, I was judging people um, unrighteously. Yeah. And then when I started listening to your show, I started to realize that the people that I hung out with or I knew for years didn't really agree with what I thought of now. And then when I, start, when I came across your show on uh, Get a Job, I don't know who does that, but they do an amazing, amazing. job. Amazing. Get a job. And, and when I first it seen it, oh, my God, I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes. This, where is this man from? <laughs> like, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it just... It just made more sense. So then after the get a job videos, I started watching you like, like I want to say like religiously almost every single day from, from the old videos till now. Right. And I've learned that I was completely wrong about what I thought. I was ego driven on everything. Yeah. And until I started to try the silent prayer and I forgave my mother, um, that's when I started to realize like, wow, I had it all wrong. And this yeah. is the reason why I was suffering this whole time. And I, I, didn't, I really didn't think I was doing anything wrong until I went through the suffering and I reached my point where I, th I thought I suffered enough and called out to God. Nice. And so when you look back on it now, you wanted to get married, but she said, wait, let's wait until we get some money? It was more of that, um, <laughs> this is going to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, in all total, I have five kids. And I have, um, I'm going to have Do you I have, have five kids with another woman? No, 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 no. Uh, I have two with two other women. What a slut maker, huh? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just to be even more amazing about it, I, I had my first at 15 years old. Your um, first child? Yes. I didn't have no father figure to tell me that's totally not the right thing to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, any of those things. When I first brought the information to my mother, she said, get a DNA test. And I just thought, I was just, I just thought she was evil about that. So I was like, what are you talking about, mom? I'm with her all the time. This, this, and that. Yeah. But like I said, instead of them saying, um, you should have waited or that's not the right thing to do because look at the life that I had to bring you guys up in. It didn't work. So why would you think the same way would work for you? And um, 
over the years of me realizing that whatever I was doing was not the right way. It was all what I wanted to do and not yeah. what God had planned for me to do. That's right. Is when I started to understand that, yeah, I need to take a step back, sit down, and actually listen and wait for the right image to come to, so I can order to do things right the properly on, way. Um, how old is your oldest child now? 16 years old. That's amazing. And um, on Christmas, she came over, and it was... Who I kinda came ha- over? My, my daughter. This she, is your daughter? No, no, no. This oh. is my sister-in-law. <laughs> oh, your sister-in-law. Okay. Yeah. Um, she came, uh, my daughter came over, and I didn't think things were going to go well at first, but then I had to, like, you know, I just kind of pushed that to the side and said, you know, just let's just have a wait-and-see attitude about the things. And sure enough, it was exactly what I thought it would have been. Um, she came. She was really... Um, not grateful about anything. Um, I tried to be there for my daughter, but her mom kept pulling her away from me. Yeah. And when she was younger, she, she, whenever I came around, she was always like, always wanted to be around me, always wanted to talk to me. And now that she's older and she lives with her mom and her mom's uh, husband, now she's like totally distant from my side of the family. And I, you know, I talked to my friend about it, and he said, "Oh, what you need to do is you need to pull her aside, and you need to tell her you didn't like what she did." And I was like, "No, that yeah. that would be some form of intimidation and manipulation on my part." Yeah. And I don't want her to do that. Apparently, maybe she just hasn't suffered enough to know that she needs to come back to her father. So I'll be patient and wait for her until there then. And if she doesn't come, then suffer and die. I don't know what That's to tell. Right. Her. Same thing happened with my son. And when I made when uh, I produced a, a, a son, and this was when I was in the fallen state. And I knew what I had gone through, one my father. And I had planned to marry his mother, but because she got pregnant out of wedlock, her mother made her marry someone else when I came out here to prepare a place. But I didn't want that. I wanted him to be with me because I didn't want him to go through what I had gone through being without my father. And when he turned 18, he finally came back. He hated me. Mm-hmm. Everything I loved, he hated if I say I like California, he hate California. <laughs> if I like yams, he hate them. Candy. And you know all black people like sweet potato, right? Just <laughs> <laughs> like they like watermelon, right? <laughs> and so I, I just said, hey, son, I'm sorry for what happened. I was wrong. Uh, I should have made a baby out of wedlock. But I knew I would never do that again because I would not want to put a, a, another person through that kind of pain. It's hard. And so I just didn't do it. If I didn't get married to have kids, I wasn't going to have any more. So, but so do the silent prayer. Don't hold it against your daughter. She cannot help it. And maybe God will send her back to you, and it'll be fine. I just want to say, um, before I let the mic go, I'm not a hogger, but just want to let it. No, no um, uh, I just want to say thank you to you and the whole crew, because honestly, if I would have never have came across the YouTube channel or the but discord or any of these things yeah i don't think i would have ever found my way and it's not saying like that i need you to guide me or i need this the, the staff yeah, to guide I me it's just i did not hear someone be 100 completely honest about the situation everybody's uh trying to be friends with everybody and they want to manipulate their emotions to fit their part and i'm yeah. just like you know at the end of the day i don't care about your emotions because we all know at the end of the day you don't care about mine yeah. let's just let's just tell the truth and yeah, if you don't right. like it by all means live your life and i'll go live mine I don't right need on. you in my life. I got well, God. God has a way of, if you're a seeker, and most, uh, uh, not most, but a lot of people, they've been like seeking God in a, one way or another, going to different religions, different churches, different things. They're seeking God, and he will help you find your way. Seek, and you shall find him. So that's what happened for you. Yeah. 
Thank Amazing. you. Amazing. So. Thank you. And, and once you wake up, you cannot go back to sleep. You cannot go back. And, and, and you wake up just like that, right? And once you wake up, you can't go back to sleep. It's impossible. Amazing. Uh, let me take, did I see your hair first? Your hair? I didn't want to answer your question. Okay, well, let me take this young lady first. I thought I saw your hand. No, okay. Let me take the young lady back there first and then here. Once you wake up, you're on your way, really. You're changing. Whether you realize it or not, you're not going to be the same person. You're overcoming. You can't go back to sleep. Yes. Good, good morning, Jesse. Good How morning. are you? Good to see you. A great seeing you. So um, I, well, since we're talking about the father, I went back um, to Chicago to um, go see my dad. The last time I saw him was in... Um, 2012, and um, yeah, he wasn't in my life. It was just sporadically, and um, yeah, just again, just thankful for your message because it has really um, um, changed my perspective on my dad. So um, once I arrived to Chicago that same night, I drove to go see him. I didn't have his phone number, so I just showed up to his um, house. And once he opened that door, like, he immediately recognized me and, like, we just gave each other a big hug. And wow. um, he walked me into the living room and, you know, I told him that, you know, I wanted him to forgive me for resenting him and hating him all these years. Um, that he wasn't there to not only protect me from my mom, but he um, didn't protect me from, like, other people and whatnot. But, um I told him that that is in the past and we are in the present and that I love him very much. So, Amazing. Um, yeah. I ended up spending, sorry. That's um, all right. Let it happen. I ended up spending um, Christmas Day with him and we spent New Year's together and I'm just learning who he is. I find out that he got married um, in Mexico at age 15 and he had a kid like 16, 17. So... You know, he understands that he made many mistakes um, in his in his um, youth. So um, he recognizes that he wasn't there, and um, he regrets many of those things. But um, it's been great. Um, we've been talking, like texting each other every day, and he called me on Friday to just catch up with me how my week went. And before I left, he, like, bought me this little crucifix just so I can, like, He's a hardcore Catholic, um, <laughs> so um, yeah, it's great. Um, just I don't know, I just feel very blessed, and I'm very thankful. So what an amazing you. way to start the year out, huh? Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's so amazing. That's my story. God bless you. God bless you too. Thank that's you. That's amazing. <laughs> nice. Yes, ma'am. You want to respond to the question? What does it mean to love your neighbor? Yeah. Okay. Do you love your neighbor? Um, I, I've experienced what it feels like, but I don't, I'm not consistent in it right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so I think um, to love your neighbor means to not have an opinion about them and to not uh, judge them as good or bad. Because if you're not refusing to judge as good or bad, to me the only thing left is love. Like I've had that experience of just seeing somebody for just what they are and not for what their effect on me is. Because yeah. when we say, you know, someone's good, we're judging by you You make me feel a certain thing or if they're bad, you know That's what I'm talking right. about. Nice. I, I feel like our opinions are kind of like 
like we hold on to them like you hold on to a lifeboat, you know, <laughs> that if we let go, we don't know yeah. where we're going to be. And so it's a, it's a pretty amazing thing to have the, the, the faith to just let go of it and just, um, and just see a person for just what they are. Nice. Let me ask a young man in front of you. You love your neighbor? We had an amazing meeting Friday, Thursday night, right? Yeah. Everybody and their daddy showed up. <laughs> Everybody and their daddy. And somebody else's daddy. <laughs> so, do you love your neighbor? Yeah, I think so. And what does that mean? Um, to not judge them and um, just know. Uh, I like what you say. You, you have to know that they, they, don't, they can't help themselves. Yeah. You have to understand. I, I can't help myself, and I want them to recognize that about me. I owe it to recognize it about them. Good, man. Yeah. you got to love your neighbor. How can you love God and hate your neighbor, right? And that is gone away, too. Neighbors don't, you know, your neighbor could be anyone, really. But people don't love one another anymore. They judge one another. The Christians are as bad as the non-Christians. And so you're absolutely right. You're 19, right? Yes. And it's good that you're realizing that now. It's going to get you a long way in life. It will take you a long way. All right? All right. Any questions about anything? All right. Okay. Good, Thanks. man. Um, anybody have any questions? Okay. And I want to ask you about my biblical question. You guys remember what the biblical question was? Salvation is of the heart. What does that mean? Okay. Uh, yeah, my question is, is like, for I say, like the next generation, like I'm, I'm 27, don't have kids, I'm single. Yes. So, I'm saying like, let's say in the future I have a family, I do the, the right thing, and like just. Uh, lead my family? Do you think it's a possibility that even though like the kids would still some way be in a fallen state, or like if if things go go uh, go right, like they'll still like fall away or anything like that? If if you and your and your wife love God with all your heart, soul, and might, they would not fall away. They're only falling away because they're coming into a world where the parents are not of God. Even if they quote the Bible, but they're not of God, the kids will fall away. Because when you're of God, you're of perfect love, and in perfect love, all is well. So no, your kids, you will start a brand new generation of love, and love will just spread out throughout the earth. They will not be in a fallen state. Because, you know, the sins of the fathers are passed on to the children, and if you've overcome that, there's no sin to pass down to the children. You will only have love. And your wife will love you. And, and so she will pass that same love down to the children. And while you're at work, instead of destroying them, she would love them because she loved you. That's amazing. And that's why I say so many young people are so fortunate to be waking up at such an early age because you're starting a new generation a generation of love, and God is trying to create love through us. That's a good question, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, salvation is of the heart. What does that mean? This young lady right here. Miss Newlywed. No, not Newlywed yet, right? Not yet. Two Engagement. Weeks. Engaged, yes. That's amazing. Are you nervous? 
No. <laughs> she looked at I'm not. She no. looked at her fiance. Um, Is the fiance nervous? I think so. I don't blame you. No, go ahead. Um, Salvation is of the heart. What does that mean? I don't know. I never really thought about that. Or, um, oh, I don't know. Are you a Christian? I am. You a Christian? Mm Mm-hmm. And you never heard. It said that salvation is of the heart? No. Really? I guess I wasn't paying attention. So what now? I said I guess I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> um, do, do you know what that means? Salvation is of the heart? You know, when I think of salvation, it's like um, like worry-free, like kind of like you've done everything that the Lord's asked you to. Like you've, you know, you've, you've come in good grace. You know, so I, I kind of see it that way. And so it's kind of like, like right now, it's, you know, just in the world, it's it's a kind of a contentious time, right? Like everybody's got this anxiety. Yeah. yeah. But once you get salvation of the heart, then it's just like you're free. You're, uh, are you a Christian? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Had you, did you hear that growing up, that salvation is of the heart? You know, I was raised Catholic. So, like, uh, you know, going through. The Pope never said that, huh? <laughs> I don't know about that. But just like maybe like CCD <laughs> class, things like that. Yeah. So Amazing. Bible study. Yeah. And so you're nervous about he getting married in two weeks. <laughs> so y'all take a good look now. <laughs> the before and after. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Thanks, bud. And so you are you nervous? Um, to be honest, I'm not that nervous. I'm not that nervous. I mean, you know, I'm 43, so I've been single for a while, and so it's like it's you know I have a wife and we're gonna start a family and. You know, that's it's just a big, you know, shift yeah. from what I've been used to for the last forty years, right? So um but I'm not I'm not necessarily nervous about it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward well, to I it. Well I wish you guys well. Thank you. Yeah. Uh right here. What does it mean salvation is of the heart? I don't know. That's and really so relax, question. have fun. This is fellowship, all right? It's not a guessing game, no wrong or right. It just we're fellowshipping with one another. Okay. Yes. I had never really thought about it before. Um, Are you a Christian? Grew up Christian, but never really went to church or anything. Speak like that. Speak into the microphone. I, I didn't really go to church or anything like that, but, but my so family was Christian. So you grew up Christian. a Christian, you say? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, you just grew up at home, but you never went to church. My parents were separated. My dad went to church a lot, and so whenever I was with my dad, we went to church. Right. Um, but my mom's side, when I was a kid, we went to uh, Lutheran church oh. and i went through you know bible school and all that but i was really little i don't really oh, okay. remember too much of that and so have you ever heard that at all salvation's of the heart i actually haven't no really no. any question this is your, that's not your first time no. right yeah you were here last week right yeah oh okay last couple this your husband boyfriend why is he holding on to you so tight oh i don't <laughs> know holding, <laughs> why were you holding on to him so tight I nobody don't want him <laughs> <laughs> I, that remind me, I used to work for a hospital in uh, medical transcribing, and there was this black woman that worked there and a Hispanic boss, a female boss, right? And this black woman did not want to obey the Hispanic boss. You know how black women are. Not all of them. <laughs> and so every time the, the boss would tell her to do something, she would give the boss attitude. And so one day the boss asked her to do something, and she wouldn't do it. 
and the boss wrote her up, and the black lady went off. She's like, you just mad because I got a man and you don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"What?" laughs> when I said nobody wants you a man, that's what it made me think about that. <laughs> that was crazy. But she was rough to work with. No wonder people don't want to hire black people. Not all. There's some nice ones. All right. Okay, sorry. So, do you know what that means? Salvation um, of the heart? It's a tough question to answer, but I think salvation is being saved, right? So, it's it's cleansing your heart. Cleansing Are you a Christian? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. So, it's cleansing the heart? Yes. And, and what do you mean by that? Can I mean, like, uh, you, God comes into your heart, your heart, not your head, but yeah. it and takes away that guilt, that judgment, and it your heart is more where that's at. Amazing. In your gut. Is he a beta boyfriend? No. He's not a beta? You're not a beta? Uh, I used to be. Absolutely. Yeah. We all were betas. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. So you're overcoming that now? Definitely. Yeah. Did you go and forgive your mother? Yes. How did that go? Uh, I don't think she really got it, but she thanked me. She kind of got teary-eyed. I knew she, she had made some mistakes, and I wanted her to know that. I don't hold anything against her, and, yeah. and she's she kind of gets it because my grandpa had done something, and they were fighting. She hasn't talked to her dad in a while, and I love what my family. Mess, huh? yeah, I know, and it. So I kind of told her she's she's like, well, he needs to be a sorry and feel resent for that, and I was like, no, he can't control that. You that yeah. Jesus wants us to forgive no matter what, no it's matter not, what. It's not about him feeling resentful, That's and then right. I told her. After that, like, I kind of had that feeling like this is the time to forgive her and let her know. Yep. And I did, and she kind of understood it a little bit, but I don't think she truly got it, but yeah, she's getting there, she I'm sure. She doesn't need to understand it. No. Well, you understand it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Good, man. And so, is she a beta girlfriend? Beta. Uh, she's, she's getting there, but she, she yeah, she's, she was very she controlling, but. Are you a beta girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't want to admit to it because that <laughs> that beta. You know? <laughs> Are you a beta girlfriend? I mean, <clears throat> we've had our issues. I was like you were starting to say. I was very controlling, and uh, you know how the ego definitely was was a, a big problem for me. Yeah. So um, I'd say since I've been listening to you and forgive my parents, that it's definitely gotten. Have you better. done that? Yes. Oh, you went to both parents. Mm-hmm. The one thing I want to warn all of you about: don't marry anyone who have not gone and forgiven. Don't fool yourself. Because when you're in the fallen state, you tend to make up excuses, right? Oh, he'll be fine. She'll be fine. No, it ain't going to happen. So work on that. If not, stay away from the sex and make sure each one have gone and forgiven. Otherwise, you're going to get pure hell. It ain't going to happen after you get married. It needs to happen before you get married. Y'all understand that? Do not marry anyone who have not forgiven. So on your first date, you need to ask, did you forgive your mama? (laughs) (laughs) And if they say no, they're saying we are never marrying until you go and forgive. Because it's just going to catch hell. The cycle will repeat itself. You're not in control of your own life. We are not in control of anything. 
So you must forgive. So, and both of you forgive me, you're on the right track, really. Because once you wake up, God will help overcome all that other stuff. He will cause that to happen. Yep. Yeah. So don't be a beta. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, what does it mean, salvation of the heart? He'd be like, <laughs> He'd be like, I think it means to be <laughs> yes. uh, pure in heart. I believe so. What does that mean? Um, quick to repent. Want what's right. Oh, okay. What do you say to salvation of the heart? Everybody know Doug, my computer guy? Yeah. Website guy. Whatever he is. <laughs> You know, that's a good question. I don't know if I've ever thought about, thought of, I don't think I've ever heard it the way you put it. Um, I think since man's heart's evil, it's the salvation from that evil. It's the taking away of evil from his heart. So oh, okay. That he, if, if I had to think about it, that's what so I would say. So you didn't hear this growing up? I've heard of salvation, but not in the way you put it. Yeah. Salvation from the heart. When I was in those Baptist churches, I used to hear it a lot, but I had no idea what it meant. But I did used to hear about it. I, we didn't go to church, so I've oh, been pretty lucky. White people. <laughs> I, I noticed white people don't he go to church. Yeah, right. Isn't that, I mean, some go to church, but most don't. Y'all hate church too? White people don't have but three kids. White people don't, or two, yeah. Oh, white people don't go to church. What's wrong with y'all? No wonder Black Lives Matter running all over you. <laughs> yes, uh, right here with the glasses first. So uh, I did a I did a search on Google because uh, I think this relates to <laughs> oh, what you're, I think it relates to what you. Yeah, uh, you look for salvation on Google, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> uh, my neighbor, she uh, she. She circumcised her kid, and then I started wondering, like, why? Why did they? Why did she make that decision for the kid? And then, uh, and then I was like, uh, well, let me let me search this up real quick because they said the Bible says so. So I look it up, and then it said uh, immediately said um, where all these people were were circumcising their foreskins because uh, to get closer to God or something. But also underneath that, it said that you must circumcise the foreskin of your heart in order to uh, be saved and, and to so I think that I think that kind of relates to that, that question you yeah. have to cut off the evil and hate away from your heart and that's the only way very very I'm going to have to start going on Google <laughs> can you find God on Google <laughs> you, <there? laughs> you can read about it <laughs> well God better hurry up and find another internet to get to because <laughs> yeah. they're going to shut him down on yeah. Google Yes, sir. And then Chris and, and, and then I, oh, okay. Yes, sir. So salvation is of the heart. So to me, um, I think there's like two, two concepts from the entire Bible that I think really sum it up in a perfect way. So when uh, Jesus said that um, to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you have to be like a child. And also that the kingdom of heaven is within so I think uh, as as a human race in general, we always look everything externally. So like with friends and family and work and school and education and with entertainment, you know, everything is externally influencing us, you know. And as a child, we're like really pure and innocent, you know. But as we grow up, we get these layers 
yeah. um, put on top of us through society, um, you know, through bad things happening, you know, through trauma especially. So um, I think when you say salvation of, is of the heart, I think it's like, you know, really going deep um, within yourself. You know, that's why I think the silent prayer and meditation and stuff like that is so helpful because you have all these external things that are uh, affecting you, you know, politics and uh, religion and what people think of you. So to me, it's really going inside yourself really deep because um, I feel like, you know, even for me, myself, like, I feel like it's taken me a lot of years to really understand myself, Yeah, you know, and uh, I think at times I felt like I knew myself, you know, but really I didn't. So, you know, through doing silent prayer, meditation, and just kind of reflection and being alone, it's, I've really gotten to this place where I've really, like, dug in deep within myself so that I have a, a good understanding. And so by doing that, you know, I've gotten closer to my own self and have a better relationship with myself. So I feel like through that, like, that's made me strong, stronger with God, and it's made me stronger to know where I stand with God. And through that, I feel like I've gotten salvation. Okay. You know? Amazing. Right here. And then I want to ask Mary. <laughs> All right. So salvation of salvation is a matter of the heart, I believe. I think that that's what uh, it's trying to explain. I don't think that salvation is necessarily um, received within your heart. Like you do not craft your own salvation, but I do think it's a matter of the heart. Okay. Um, had you heard that before? Are you I a Christian? Have. Yes. And while growing up, did you hear that? Uh, Other people saying that? Or oh, anyone? I think I briefly heard it, but I think it's more of like a passing by kind of uh, oh, okay. expression. Um, but I think uh, one of the reflections of that, uh, you know, Paul says that our hearts are exceedingly wicked and evil because they're made of flesh. You right about that. Yeah. One hundred percent right. Absolutely. And uh, I think uh, in Galatians, he also tries to correct it by saying, like, you'll know the uh, fruits of the spirit are joy, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness and self-control. Um, those are reflections of somebody whose heart has received salvation. But, yeah. um, yeah, so I, I think that when it comes to the heart, it's not like a physical, your heart itself, but it's, uh, it's your identity, I think. It's you as your uh, manifestation here. Okay. So. Amazing. Let me take here first, and then there, and then I got to start winding it down because the clock is going fast, and I'm being judged <laughs> by my staff. <laughs> Believe me, especially those two, Chris and Doug. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, when I hear salvation, salvation is, of the, is of the heart. Yeah, when I hear that, I think of uh, things like the heart of the law or the heart of a matter is, and that it's kind of uh, intent. So when they're talking about your heart, they're talking about uh, the intent of like, so, so a lot of times people talk about like God's will for you or there's everything else, other people's will for you or the devil's will for you. And that salvation is that your intent is now God's intent. Okay. Had you heard this before while growing up? Did yeah, you hear, my you parents heard? told me all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Let me take Mary and then this young man. Esteban, what does it mean, salvation of the heart? Well, it's actually my first time hearing this. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. You're a Christian, right? Yeah. And you... <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think it means why, like... Uh, why, why are you making it sound so cheap? <laughs> like, yeah. 
it's just kind of funny that I didn't know that before, the, the phrase or whatever. Um, right, you were a, a street preacher, is that right? I was, yeah. <laughs> Years ago. <laughs> so you've never heard that before? No, never. Oh, okay. Let me let me ask this young lady. But I then, uh, I do think that it means like uh, it'll give you like new desires. Like before, I used to like partying and and drugs and stuff like that, and like I would like uh, crave that. But ever since I be uh, you know became a Christian, that kind of changes, and then I crave different things. Uh, wow. Like you know, uh, talking to people about God or uh, you know different things that are good for me. Oh, okay. And so, um, so you, so you think that that's what it means now? Well, yeah, because um, I'm not saying it don't. It's not a guessing game. So relax. Well, like those cravings for like uh, they were never satisfied, you know, before right. with, with drugs. So it's like I was stuck in like the cycle of getting deeper into it and like worse drugs or more drugs and yeah. It kind of got worse. Uh, it's like more things started attaching to me, oh. and uh, like partying, maybe drinking. Yeah. But with like my new desires, it's like there. Uh, there's a time where like I don't need them anymore. I can just put them down, and you know, it's like they are satisfied. Good yeah, man. Yeah. Are you a Christian? Yeah. <laughs> 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 what the? <laughs> uh, let me ask this young lady. This your first time here? Yes. Welcome. Um, any questions for me or disagreements or anything? This is the first time I, I'm here and I hear everything. I haven't heard your shows or anything. Oh, good. I just came with him. Uh, I'm her, uh, his sister-in-law. So this You're is the first His sister-in-law, right? Yes, his sister-in-law, oh, okay. his wife. They're brothers. Oh, I see. <laughs> Amazing. So, yes, I was a little bit confused about, like, the... Better men or alpha men? Like the what does that mean for? What is the meaning of it? Like being alpha or beta? Or? Oh, you don't know what that means. No. Is your husband alpha or beta? I don't know what does that mean, so I can't respond. Is to he that. strong or weak? He's strong. So you can't control him. I'm not trying to control him. But could you if you wanted to? I don't think so. You don't think you can control him? No, he does what he. What he does, like, <laughs> he has his own decisions, he has his own actions, like, I don't control him when I'm not trying to. And so how does he deal with you when you get angry? I think he has a lot of patience. <laughs> He's patient with you? Yes. Good. Yes. So you lucked out and found an alpha male. <laughs> what the? How did one brother become an alpha and the other was a bird? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the oldest? Your husband or your brother-in-law? My brother-in-law. It's the oldest? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so you're married to an alpha male. You like that? You like being married? You can't control him? Yes. I mean, I'm not, I like to be married to a man that has his own decisions, his own yeah. actions, and he responds to that. And when you try to, well, you know how sometimes women wake up mad about nothing? <laughs> and here he is all smiley like the world is just fine he is and you all look the time. at him and you want to <laughs> so what 
He is all the time. <laughs> and you're like, what the? How does he deal with that when you're mad about nothing? Does he correct you? Yes, like, um, he keep, he keep being himself. Like, my anger doesn't really affect him. He He's still the same person. He keep acting happy with me. Like, Whoa. it doesn't make him like mad well sometimes make him mad like if i'm like upset about like real nothing like why are you upset about it like <laughs> but but he wow. keeps he like acting like himself man you're the first one on earth <laughs> are you related to trump <laughs> how did that happen how did you become an alpha male your brother's beta uh I think I live through other people's experiences, being able to see what other people have done in life yeah. and being able to see what they experienced and not have to go through it myself. Right on, man. That's something else. Did you know before, whenever you found out that your brother was beta? Um, like Not to be contradicted on that, it depends on the situation because my brother does act alpha. It just depends on the situation. Oh, but he sometimes pretend to be an alpha. <laughs> you can't pretend, but the women know it ain't real. That's a, wo a woman can smell a beta male. <laughs> 2,000 miles away. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Any questions? I'm glad, glad you're here, man. Any questions for me or no. disagreements or anything? No, I don't have any questions for you. I'm more than welcome for you guys having the door open for us. Yes, sir. Anytime. You guys are welcome here anytime. Thank All you. All right. Okay. So right here, then I got to wind it down, folks. You had your hand, right? Okay. I'm going to steal from Mike again. You know how often I like to do that? So what? I'm going to steal from Mike again. We were talking about the biblical, biblical oh, question. Oh, okay. Where... You know, last time you were here, I did not recognize you with your beard. And you were sitting right there? Yeah, yeah. And it was after you left, I, I recognized your voice, I remembered the voice, but I, didn't, I thought you were Moses or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and you had a hat on, so I didn't really see your whole face. Right. Amazing. So, <laughs> <laughs> salvation is of the heart, what does that mean? Uh, to make it real quick, he just said uh, you can't think your way into it. It's not from your mind. Okay. That's it. Interesting. Mary, you got the last word on this. God said that salvation is of the heart. Well, I really, really don't know. You don't know? Are you no. a Christian? Yes. The same kind of Christian Esteban is? <laughs> I assume. I mean, I can make a guess at it, but I, I, yeah. I really can't. No, if you don't know, it's Don't guess. For it. sure. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, this is such an important question. Really, really, real important. Really is. One of the best. Um, you want to respond to that? Chris wants to first. Yeah, because he spoke for me, so I got to answer. Yeah, because he made you look pretty bad. <laughs> Chris, what does it mean, salvation is of the heart? Uh, Chris is my social media guy. Y'all think that's me online? That's Chris. <laughs> yes. Good afternoon. Um, salvation of the heart, what does that mean? 
Have you ever heard this before? Heard that before? Well, I hear a lot of Christians say that to get into heaven, that you have to accept Jesus into your heart. And I think this is in the similar similar vein of that, uh, meaning that Jesus will change your heart, meaning you know you won't hate anymore, and he will uh, renew your heart, take away the sins, um, cleanse you, what have you. So I think that's kind of what, what they're they're saying with that. The oh, renewal of the heart, salvation, you can go to heaven, you're saved. Had you thought about that before I made it a biblical question? Not in those words. Again, I, I grew up hearing that accepting Jesus into your heart, that was what it meant, and that's what I felt it meant, uh, similar, oh, okay. uh, similar to those two things. Are you a Christian? Yeah. Okay. Why are you laughing, Joel? <laughs> Um, did you have your hand for that question or something else? Oh, yeah, but what I was going to say was Oh, okay. Okay, he want to redeem himself. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so your heart, I think, is, that's like where you're coming from. Your heart is the root of your life. It's like what your life is for. So when your heart changes, it's like you're not living for yourself anymore. Now you're living for God or you're living for others. And it's kind of like the same answer as uh, love your neighbors as yourself. Sort of like love your neighbor is really like to serve them. Um, But kind of like the way like a father serves his children by looking after them and taking care of them. Like that's how he loves them. Showing them the right way, being an example. So when we're loving others, that's what we're doing. We're kind of like receiving the father's love and then sharing a fatherly-like love with others. So we're kind of like being a father for everyone around us because they're God's children. Yeah. So we're kind of like... love all people? Yeah, I do now. You, you do now? Yeah. When did that happen this morning? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Uh, no, I, I had a big shift in my life in the last year or two. Oh, good. Yeah, man. I didn't used to, but... Yeah, I know. No yeah, <laughs> I know. You hated the wrong group. I know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I even love them now. Oh, you do? Yeah. This guy was hating the wrong. If you're going to hate a group, this is not the group to be hating. <laughs> it's true. Because they were chosen by God. <laughs> oh, Did you know that? It, like, that's what, what they say. Yeah. It's amazing. But you don't hate them anymore? No, man. Good. And, and what is it like to see them now and not hate them? Well... Okay, it's amazing. It's now it's actually like I'm a, I'm grateful for them. Yeah. In a way. Right like, on, and, man. And that's, you know what? I mean, I don't know if I have to explain that more, but like I see what they're doing in the world. All the adversity I've gone through in my life has grown me. Nice. Like I gained a lot a lot any wisdom I have kind of like I learned it through hard knocks or whatever through adversity. Right on. So, there's a lot of adversity in yeah. the world, and yeah. so I just say like thank you and you know, we got to become strong and before we're going to have the world we want anyway. So it's not their fault. That's right. Wow. No wonder he's your friend now. <laughs> Good, man. Yeah. So you guys know what group I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. Everybody. This group was chosen by God. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus was a, a member of these people's family. The whole family, right? I'm talking, who am I talking about? The Jews. He hated the Jews. Now, you know when you hate the Jews, you hate God. 
Right? No, I'm playing. So, so let me tell you, salvation is of the heart, meaning that God renews your heart from hate to love. That's why he said you must be born again. You must be born again from the spirit of Satan, return to the spirit of God, the nature of God. And God's nature is all love all the time. No matter what happened in life, you cannot get away from that. Once you return to the Father, it's impossible to leave. He doesn't throw you out in a club, right? But the most important part of that, once your heart is renewed, you now have the power to overcome all things. All things. You know how you're in a fallen state, when you're in that fallen state, you don't realize everybody take a dump, right? And so you hate the new dumper when you find out about it? You hate the, oh, they told me they dumb, they mean, right? And you hate them. But once your heart is renewed, you cannot hate them. You would pray for them, not hate them. You can't help but pray for them. You find something out about someone, because everybody got something. I was talking to someone yesterday, like, they don't tell people their issues anymore. Because every time they've done it, they've been judged by it. They later judge, the, the, the they tell other people, and they are judged, like, and the people act like they are not in a fallen state. They have nothing, right? They act like they are free, and they have never gone through that. So that's why I said stop telling people your stuff. Whatever your situation is, stop telling folks about it. You're being judged. And if, if they're not judging you right then and there, they will. Especially if you start to get, as you grow in life, they will become jealous of it, envy of it. They will not love you. They will tell it. But you will get to the point, it wouldn't matter though, what people think about you. You will overcome that anyway. But why put your business out there? They can't help you. There's nothing they can do. So once you, the heart is renewed from evil, from hate to love, you now have the light of God fighting with the ego. Because all that junk that you picked up is just ego. You know, when you become a slut, when you become a slut maker, when you become a drug addict, when you become uh, whatever you're into, no matter what it is, married three women, whatever it is, or higher, right? And, and you start, you hate yourself for that. You want to overcome it. You judge yourself, but you cannot overcome it. And the more you judge yourself for being that way, the worse you get. But, and you cannot overcome it because you don't have the power to overcome. It's a spiritual battle. But once you are born again of God, your heart is renewed first. What's so interesting about this, like we, we judge each other based on that fallen state. Oh, I can't believe you slut. Right? Like you better. God doesn't judge us based on that at all. He can care less about that because he knows why you're in that situation. He knows you've been turned away from the father. Satan is your daddy, and now you have his nature, so you're going to live his life. It's demeaning, it's evil, it's hateful, it's judgmental. It'll make you judge yourself, right? You literally cannot help it, and you have no way of overcoming it. Because even if you go to... uh, What's the name of that group that said you have to go there and you stand up and say, my name is Alcohol Anonymous, right? You can't overcome by going to a group because all they do is assign someone else to you. And when you're about to take a drink, you have to call them up. Hey, I'm about to take a drink. Help me. And they're already drunk. (laughs) 
I can't help you. I'm feeling pretty good myself. <laughs> so, and I, I'll come to you in a minute, Mary. So you literally cannot overcome that stuff because you have no power to. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. And of ourselves, we know nothing. So when you judge yourself, you're giving the devil exactly what he wants to make, to make you get deeper into darkness. Right? You can't overcome that stuff. It's a spiritual battle. You're in it because you fell away from the Father, fell away from the light. I want you to really understand that. I didn't know that before, that you must be born again. So what happened is, uh, once you're born again, the ego is now subject to God, and he will fight the battle. He will get rid of it for you. And when the ego is gone, all that stuff is gone, too. It, it disappears, whatever you're into. Uh, but when you don't have God, you're just going to catch hell forever. And if you overcome, some people overcome doing one thing, but all they do is find another God. They'll never become themselves. They never know themselves. They may overcome drinking, but now they smoke pot or something, right? <laughs> they, whatever, they eat too much or whatever, right? You just go from one God to another. But now that you have the heart renewed and you have the power of God, because now he's your father again, and your father will fight your battle. He'll, he'll destroy the ego. And you have no idea how deep the ego runs. It's deep. Someone can look at you in a certain way and you'll feel good about it. It'll make you think you're important. That's ego. Really. So God will fight that battle for you. And the real important thing is God will renew your heart while you're in that fallen state. You seek him, he renewed the heart first. He doesn't clean up your junk first. He doesn't stop you from being a drug addict right away. Have you noticed that? He doesn't clean your house right away, right? But what he does, he cleaned the heart. He's about love. He cleaned it from hate to love. Then he cleaned up all the other stuff. So don't worry about it. You will overcome it. You have no other choice because now the power of God is working through you to destroy the, the darkness. So stop fighting with yourself about that stuff. There's nothing you can do about it. And just think about this. We judge one another in, while you're in that fallen state and we are no better. Where God doesn't judge us in the fallen state and he still renews our heart because he knows that we can't help him. He's not, he knows why we're doing this stuff. We're in a fallen state. We can't help ourselves. But he will take it away from you. Stop trying to fight your battle. He will fight it for you. It's all spiritual. And once you return to him, he will clean you up. He'll take away all that stuff. That makes sense? But prior to that, the renewal of the heart, being born again of God, the flesh is subject to the ego. You know, hear Christians say, well, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, Right? They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> really. It's, it's just a nice little saying. But God will change your heart first. He'll bring you to the kingdom while you have all that junk. But he renews the heart. You cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven within with an angry heart. And anyone, anyone, I don't care who it is, who has anger, Satan is your daddy. You can lie to yourself and call angry people make up excuses all the time. 
Oh, I'm angry because the cat fell out the window. <laughs> uh, I'm angry because racism. I'm angry because of white supremacy, all lies. You're just making up excuses. You made me angry. No one can make you angry. If you don't have it in you, no one can bring it out. They can only bring out what's in you. And so God will renew your heart, and then he will clean the mess up. Don't worry about the mess. You can't do anything about it. That makes sense? So you're living with the ego, and that's what the ego keeps bringing you down, making you get deeper into it. All right? Yes, Mary? Go through the born again experience again. Go through the born again experience. Um, I'll use myself. I've been seeking God for a long time, right? I remember as a kid, I was talking to my best friend down in Alabama last night by phone, and he was telling me experiences he had seeking God while he was growing up. But I remember going to church and hearing about God, and they would say, oh, God is love. And if you love God, you can have an amazing life on earth. You can have peace on earth, right? And I was thinking as a kid, I would love to be a son of God because I wanted that peace on earth. I didn't want to wait till I die. You know how folks say, oh, when you die, you're going to heaven. Who want to wait until then? <laughs> if God is God, why can't you have it now? You know what I'm saying? Why doesn't he want us to be happy now, have peace now? And so I used to say, I want to be a son of God. And I remember walking down the road, I've told this before, and I was like, I don't know if I was testing him or not, I was a kid, but I would say, okay, if, if, there, if there is a God, if you are really God, let me know by let it rain right now. I was a little kid, and lo and behold, it was a bright, sunshiny Alabama day. It would start raining. I was like, what the? <laughs> but it would rain down in front of me, not on me. And then it would stop. And I remember one time I asked him, I'm like, this is a tough one. So I said, God, and I said, I'm going to be specific about this, right? If, if you're really God, if there's a God, let it thunder in the West right now. And it thundered just like that. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> that was amazing. What was amazing about it is that I had sense enough to ask, and he did it. And that was my confirmation. So what? What if it was the devil? No, the devil doesn't have that. It wasn't the devil. See, same time put down in my mind. No. But, so Mary, so the point is, um, the heart is wicked. Someone mentioned it earlier, it is pure evil. The heart is wicked, right? And what God is trying to do is create love through us. And so what he does for those who are seeking him, he will bring you back to him. But he, w- he won't let you in until you go and forgive. So he can renew your heart from hate to love. Then he'll bring you into the kingdom. And now God is over the nature of Satan, the ego. He's in control within you. He's over that. And the light is shining on that evil, dark spirit. And it's destroying it. It's fighting your battle. He's fighting your battle for you. You can't fight it on your own. And so what happened... No matter if you're a drug addict, alcoholic, and I keep using that, but whatever you are, a lesbian, a homosexual, whatever, right? He would cleanse that from you. You can't take that away from yourself. And so he would take care of that because it's all ego. It is the nature of Satan, and he would take it away after 
he bring you back into the kingdom because he, he's not going to help the children of Satan unless they are seeking him. And so once you come back to the Father, you now have, that's why it says uh, all things are possible for those who believe. And once you come back to the Father, you can never doubt again. No such thing as doubt. And all things are possible. There's nothing that you cannot overcome. That makes sense, Mary? Anybody disagree with that? I saw your hand, right? Okay, right here, last, last one on you. Anybody, just, do y'all understand that? I have never heard anyone say that before. I didn't know I had to come back to the Father first for him to fight my battles. I thought somehow or another he was going to fight him while I'm in this fallen state. He was going to clean up the job, but he would not do it. You know what I mean? But once you come back to him, he take care of his own. He loves us. He would clean all that stuff up. Yes, sir. And then I'll take you, Hermes. Um, when you guys were explaining the, the, the question for the week, um, it kind of reminded me when I was younger in high school when I used to listen to Kanye oh, West. Oh, let me say this. What I realized, excuse me, for the Bible thumpers, the reason they don't change because their hearts have not been changed. It has not been changed from hate to love. They know the Bible. They can quote the scriptures, but their hearts are still wicked. And that's why they don't change. And they make up excuses and say, oh, well, it's going to happen when I get to heaven. Or all kind of excuses. Because angry people always have excuses. Mm-hmm. Satan give you a bunch of excuses. But children of God have no excuses. It's impossible. Isn't that amazing? Yes, sir, I'm sorry. No, no it's okay. Um, I was just saying that just for the, Bible, the biblical question for this week, actually, when you guys started explaining it, it kind of reminded me of uh, a previous question you said about the how do you clean the, the I think it's like the cup, how it's dirty. Right. And how you have to clean from within before you can clean from outside. Because yes. no matter what you do from the outside, it's never going to get to the inside. Yes. Um, another thing kind of also reminded me when I was in high school and I listened to Kanye West, that, that song, Jesus Walks. Um, a lot of people were calling pretty much saying that God or Jesus was a hypocrite because he's only saving bums or drug addicts or gangsters or or, or, or hoes or anything like this. And You said hoes? Yes. What the? <laughs> it's a hoe the same thing as a slut? Yes, yes, slut, oh, yes. <laughs> so it just, it just kind of reminded me of that, how, how everybody thought, oh, Jesus does this, oh, he must be a horrible person since he's only saving dirty people. But I was just like, wow, this, this song really made people have a really like, nasty taste about God in their mouth. Amazing. And I've always wondered why people would think that, because I, I thought it was beautiful that you were once fallen, and now you're being redeemed for your fallenness, but everybody's looking at it like, oh, he only saves those people. Ah, what, what, what a mockery, or whatever it is. Yeah, they were blind and can't see. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what's happening. My, my son also wanted to have uh, just a little saying something. Absolutely. Yes, sir. When I was little, and, and I was five years old, <laughs> I actually helped my father... Um, help him to find God about dinosaurs so he can, like, see God and be with him and stay protected with him. I just wanted to to help my father to find God because I love him so much. Right on, man. He loves me, too. Nice. Amazing. (laughs) Listen to the kids. It's funny that he, he brings this up. He told me, I was like, yeah, you, you should definitely tell Jesse. Um, yeah. I used to believe in aliens when I was younger. Beta, I know. Um, but, uh, 
I, I, when I was, I don't know, my son brought a really good question to me one day. He was like, oh, dad, what came first, dinosaurs or dragons? And that's literally what brought me to the path of God because I started actually, I came that, it, like, in the Bible it says dragons, but we talk about dinosaurs, and I'm just like, you know, that's a good question. Let me look it up. And I'm just like, it says dragons in the Bible, but it never says anything about dinosaurs. Yeah. And then I'm just like, oh, my goodness. We, we're actually just changing the words from the Bible. Yeah. Every, everything that we're doing on this yeah. plane it's is literally deceptive. in reverse of how the Bible is. Like, same thing with evolution, in reverse. No matter yeah. what it is, it's always in reverse. But it's always the same thing, just in Satan's way. That's why I'm glad God wrote it on our hearts. The truth is within us because he knew that they would change the Bible around. He would be going to change the Bible. That's why you won't even recognize the Bible, right? But it's inside of us. And then, and in that way, they can't change that. Amazing. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yes. Let me take Doug and then you have the last word and nobody else. Everybody else suffer. (laughs) Yes. I mean, uh, not Doug, but uh, Hermes. You know, I hear you talk about coming back to the Father. Yeah. A lot of churches talk about Jesus, right? So where does Jesus fit in all this? Because they put Jesus, almost they put Jesus ahead of God. So in the salvation process, where does Jesus fit in? Um, Jesus is the son. And the beautiful thing about Jesus, and you're going to see this as you wake up, is that he said that the, the work that he did, we can do it too, and even greater work because of the Father, right? But what I didn't understand then that I do understand now is that the father that was in Jesus also is in us and he would do the work through us. Once we return to him, we can do some amazing things because we have no doubt. We have no doubt. And we know that the father is working through us and greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And so Jesus is our brother. Everything we own, he owned, we own it too. It's like family stuff. You know what I'm saying? But the Christians have deceived, been deceived by that. They've been made to believe that Jesus is God. And as long as they believe that, they're not going to go any further than that. He's our brother. So and is that why God, they... He was is an amazing brother. Is that he, why they pray to Jesus instead of God? Yeah. A lot of people do that. Yeah, because they think that Jesus is God. And there's nothing you can do to try to convince them, nor should you try to convince them. You just become a living example because if you convince them... They believe it because you convince them, not because they see it themselves. But you will see it yourself. All right? He is the son of God. I was talking to Joel yesterday, and there was a movie called Jesus, right, Joel? That you were watching? The greatest story ever told. What? The greatest story ever told. And what did Jesus say on the cross just before he died? James told you. I forgot. I, I didn't catch you, that. He don't remember calling you black. <laughs> Do you remember that? Into your hands I commit my spirit. Oh, yeah. Hold on to this. Just So Jesus saying this to the Father. He said, into your hands I commit my spirit. So if Jesus is God, who hands does he commit his spirit to? Isn't that like, you have to be dumb to believe that. <laughs> really? I'm sorry. Uh, I need to go here. I forgot. I'm sorry, man. You got to be dumb to believe Jesus is God. Really, you have to be like dumb. You have to be blacker and slower than me. Yes, right here. Did you have your hand? Oh, I thought I was saying your hand. Oh, okay. So that's what it means, folks. Don't worry about your junk. Seek the kingdom of God. Go and forgive. He'll draw you in and he'll deal with the ego. 
he will destroy it. And all that stuff that you're doing, why in that fallen state? God know you. Well, he, God understand why you're doing that. He's not holding that against you. He renews your heart. It's about love. And then the power of love, which is from him, would take care of everything else. It's so simple, but everybody else made it so complicated. Isn't it like simple? He's not, and he would bring you into the kingdom with all your junk. It's just that he wants a pure heart. He's not going to let you in if you have anger. You can hang it up. He said, before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, go and forgive. And that's not a joke. He's not going to let you in. He doesn't feel sorry for you. He doesn't care if you're male or female. He cares about the heart. That make sense? Anyone disagree with that? I don't mind the disagreements. Okay. Hold on one minute. And then this young lady got the last word. Thank you. How do you really forgive yourself and stop judging yourself? Just know that of yourself you could do nothing. Because whatever you're judging yourself about about, is because you don't want to be that way. But what you don't realize, you cannot stop yourself. And it's not you anyway, because there is no you. But it's that spirit that made a home in you. And it feels like it's you, but it's not you. Just so, you know what? I'm screwed up. I can't help it. Just accept it. And don't fight against it. Don't judge. Because Satan is making you judge yourself. He's telling you, and you don't need to tell me what it is, but he said, you're no good. You're weak. You don't have any money. You are a drug addict. You are a slut maker. We have a lot of slut makers. And then you're like, oh, I hate myself. I don't want to be a slut maker. I'm never going to be a slut maker again, right? And then the next day you're out being a slut maker. And you're like, what the? (laughs) Now you're mad about being, I used to do that too. I I used to go to this church, Crenshaw Christian Center, and uh, and then I felt so good in church, right? And I'm like, well, I'm never going to have sex again until I get married. And before I could get home, I had to make a U-turn. <laughs> I'm like, what the? <laughs> and then I would ask the preacher when we had a little uh, a meeting for me and only with the preacher. I'll be like, everybody else wanted to know the preacher. How did you, how did you get your last name? How did you? I'm like, I don't care about all that stuff. I want to know how you overcome this. I'm like, Mr. Preacher, I'm so weak. I'm subject to women. I am subject. I have fear. How do I overcome? And then the preacher would go, oh, just read the Bible. I'm like, I already read the Bible. I read the Bible. That's not working. And then he got mad. I don't know what else to tell you there. (laughs) Just read the word. He got mad, then all the other guys start applauding the preacher. <laughs> and I'm saying it looked like a fool. Because I was like, in my ego, I felt like a fool, right? But there was a couple guys felt bad for me. And then now they, when they see me, they're like, well, I wish I had asked that question. Because I was seeking. I wanted to know how to overcome. And he didn't know. So don't judge yourself. You can't help. Accept it. And accept it doesn't mean that you think it right. You do want to overcome. But you, you're, man, you're playing a horrible mistake. You're making a horrible mistake playing God with yourself.
When you judge yourself, you're playing God. And as long as you play God, you will never know him. It's enough to admit, I want to get over this. And that's it. He'll take care of it. That makes sense? Thank you. You are. What does it feel like to judge yourself? <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Um, it's tiring. Um, Speak into the mic for me. Pardon me. It's, yeah. it's, it's is this exhausting. your first time here? Yes. Oh, it is. Yes. What's your name? Joe. Joe? Yes. Hey, Joe. So, how did you find out about us? I've been watching um, on, you, on YouTube. Oh, okay. And so it feels tiring, and, and, and what else? I mean, it's tiring, it's frustrating. Um, yeah. Joe, I you have cannot a real change. crisis with just meaning and purpose in life, and not. So, what now? Just have. It's. It, I feel it, it's just. I've had a real struggle finding meaning and purpose in life. Yeah. And it's going into the fallen state and grabbing whether it's women or drugs or whatever makes us feel better. Yep. Um, yeah. It just it's it just gets harder and harder and harder to 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 stop and it's like the simplest thing, we'll just do this and it's like, I can't do it. I tried the silent prayer yesterday. That and I'm time? flailing around. I can't sit still. I'm listening. I'm trying to, to just sit still and yeah. not think about things. And my mind is just going in, you know, 30 different directions and thinking of crazy things and sweating like crazy. And, and yeah. so I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I guess I got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Stop judging yourself. If whatever, let's say you alcoholic, whatever, right? Just say, hey, I'm an alcoholic. Just, you don't have to tell everybody else about it. Just know you're alcoholic and you can't help it. Do the silent prayer, and he'll take care of it. He'll renew your mind. He'll renew your heart, and he'll fight it for you and take it away from you. Have you gone and forgiven your parents? Um, I spoke to my dad um, a couple days ago. Um, I... <laughs> I don't really. I I said the words that you you had said to say. I, I, I apologize for hating him, for hating my mother, for hating my brother. Did you tell your mother too? No. Well, why not? It just talking to my dad about it took it so much out of me. I yeah. just. I don't want to keep saying the words and then continue to fall down because that's what I've done for a long don't time. Don't worry about that, Joe. God doesn't like, care about that. going to believe me? Yeah, I understand. And the beauty is you're tired of being this way, right? And you're right at the gate, really. Because when I changed, I was tired of being that way. I was tired of being afraid. I was fed up with being insecure and all that stuff, right? And so I'm like, you know, I can't change this. And I asked God to let me see myself. Uh, so you're right at the gate. You got to go and forgive your mother, because you got you're born. To, you got to overcome the spirit of your mother, return to the spirit of the father. Then you'll be fine. Don't worry about the alcohol or whatever it is. You shouldn't worry about that. Work on forgiveness. Go and just say to your mother, "I'm sorry for hating you." Whatever she did, right? 
because this anger is what's keeping you in darkness and you don't have the light to fight your battle for you. You can't fight it. But you got to go and forgive. Instead of being frustrated about the situation, go and forgive and God will take care of the situation. And just, you don't have to use a lot of words. Don't plan what you're going to say or not going to say, but go and say, hey, mother, I'm sorry for hating you. Turn it, whatever happened, turn me away from my father or being controlling or whatever. And don't ask for forgiveness. Don't try to explain it. You forgive her and God will forgive you because you're playing God right now. And so you're struggling with Satan and he will defeat you. He will make you kill yourself. Because the more you struggle, the more you judge yourself. And after a while, he'll say, you know what, Joe? Life not even worth living. Jump off the Tallahassee Bridge or something. You know what I mean? So stop fighting this situation. Go and forgive. Stay with the silent prayer and you'll be fine. Your only problem is your heart is not pure yet. Satan is your daddy. What do you think about that? Um, <laughs> I think it's crazy that you said that because it was about a year ago I tried to kill myself. I, I, I was in a psychotic episode. I, I was... I, I can't even begin to explain the level of paranoia I was going through. Yeah. And I was just convinced that Killing myself was a better option than not. And I woke up in a hospital and, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. But the point is, is that um, I never really believed in God or, or in the devil, really. Um, you know, once I, uh, and I, and, and but I, I I don't know I I I felt I've had I had a, a real godlike experience I don't know how else to explain it other than it, it just I felt like I was doomed. Yeah, I understand. That's what Satan wants. He's trying to. He's here to rob, steal, and kill. He wants your soul. So stop fighting that situation. Whatever your situation is, don't fight it. Accept it. Just know I can't help myself. And so because Satan wants you to judge yourself so he can convince you one thing and he'll convince you you're no good and he'll convince you to take your own life. Because he has no power to take your life, he can only influence you to do it to yourself. And he wants you judging yourself so you judge yourself right off the cliff. So accept it. Hey, I'm a bum. It's just the way it is. I don't want to be a bum, but I want Go and forgive, Joe, it'll blow your mind. But you got to forgive your mother. We must be overcome the spirit of the mother, return to the spirit of God. And that's what he will fight it for you. That makes sense? I'm sorry? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So give it a try. Let me know how it goes. Thank you. And listen, if your mother accepts it, fine. If she doesn't, fine. All right? And if she said, well, I forgive you. Give her the finger and go your way. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Because she's playing a game with you. All right? Then God will forgive you, and you'll have perfect love, and everything will start to unfold for you. But don't judge yourself. Stop it.
Don't compare yourself to anyone. Don't judge yourself. You'll be fine. God will clean that up for you. He doesn't care about that. He cares about your heart. The world cares about that because Satan is their daddy, and they, they are into all that stuff, not God, not the children of God either. All right? You live in L.A.? Yes. And if you need counseling, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. All right? Thank you. Any other questions? You feel better already? Um, <laughs> I, I, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. That's all you need. A little <laughs> bit. And it's going to grow. The little mustard seed will grow. You'll be fine. But go and forgive. You've got to forgive. So God can help you. All right? Amazing. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. You're welcome. So I am totally out of time. That's amazing, huh? But that's what Satan would do. I hope that this helped a little bit about salvation being of the heart. God is not trying to renew your stuff yet. He's trying to renew the heart so he can bring you into the kingdom and he will clean up the stuff. You can't do it, folks. And whatever anybody else think about you, Give them the finger. Really. That's all it worth. Because they don't love you. They have no love. They're not praying for you. They have no love for you. So wish them well. All right. Um, did this help today? In what way? Just learning what, I guess, everybody's point of view of salvation of the heart means. Yeah. So. Have you forgiven? I don't, I don't remember. Have you forgiven your parents? Yes. Oh, you went to them? Yeah. Good. How did they go? Good. Yeah. They were same thing. You know, they kind of like, uh-huh, okay, thanks. They're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, you, you're fortunate you married her and she has forgiven. At least you don't have to deal with all that crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so don't be nervous. You'll be... I got that. I got that when you said that. Yeah. Right. Good, man. So listen. Well, thank you. Any questions for me? No. No, okay. Um, do the silent prayer. Stay with the prayer. And, you know, for those new ones, those who are just starting out, you don't have to do the whole 30 minutes and all that. Two minutes is better than nothing. To, and you grow into it. All right? But do the prayer so that God can bring you out of the darkness into the light. Uh, speak up, but don't resent. And love your neighbor means don't hate your neighbor. You'll know better. Everyone take a dump. <laughs> Sorry, Joel. <laughs> what dump? So how one dumper going to judge another dumper? Everybody born in sin. All right? That makes sense, right? Why one dumper? A dump is a dump is a dump. <laughs> and no dump is better than the next dump. I'm not going to say it anymore. <laughs> uh, so speak up, but don't resent. Pray for your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Pray for them and wish them well, right? Uh, a couple announcements. What's the announcement, Hermes? Uh, the uh, matching grants. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have until the end of this month for the matching grants. A donor is offering 30, 000, up to 30000 because it's time for giving. And so... He's saying that he will match it up to 30000 So go to rebuildingaman.com to donate to that, and we'll keep you updated about that. Um, when am I going to uh, Mexico? Next week, next Thursday. Is it next, the coming Thursday? The coming Thursday, but the following. The Thursday after that. 
So ladies, do y'all want to have the women's forum this Thursday? Okay. Well, we'll do the women's forum. Shirley, did I hear okay? Okay. I mean, Shirley, share, same thing. (laughs) Listen, so we are having the women's forum this Thursday night because next Thursday I have to go and do an amazing wedding down in Cancun, Mexico. And if I don't come back, just know the drug law got me. <laughs> I was driving down the road from the airport, and they got me. Uh, so we're going to do it this Thursday at 7 o'clock. For ladies only. What? Yeah, I'm about to. Yeah. And so this is the couple that getting married in two weeks down in Cancun, Mexico. <laughs> Amazing. Isn't that amazing? Nice. I'm glad they're doing it in Mexico. I can go somewhere else. Beautiful. I've been in uh, Cancun before. It really, really is a beautiful place. Really beautiful. So, so we're going to do the Women's Forum this Thursday, all right? I, uh, oh, the antidote, healing America from the poison of hate, blame, and victimhood is now out in paperback. So it's on our website, rebuildingtheman.com, or you can call 800-411-BOND. And I hope that this helped today so you can stop judging yourself. You can't change yourself. And, and if whatever else anyone else think about you, they don't have love for you. So don't worry about it. You love them. They don't need to love you, all right? Your ego, your everything. Just relax. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for your support. If you need counseling, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. And thank you all for coming. I hope that helped today. Oh, amazing. Okay. <laughs> so. <clears throat>